Hey everyone, you're listening to Ankur Variku on Voice with Variku. On this podcast, I talk to you about entrepreneurship, how to grow in life, manage personal finances, handle failures, and a lot more things that just come to my mind. The episode begins. Now that I speak to a lot of people in their 20s, a constant question that keeps coming up is, hey, we want to do this, we want to do that, we want to do this, we want to do that, but how do we really figure out the opportunities that lie within what we want to do? And I, whenever I hear that question, I have both a sense of uh, disappointment and a sense of excitement when I hear it. Disappointment because I'm disappointed at the fact that in this world, which has endless opportunities, a lot more than what I had when I was growing up, certainly our parents had when they were growing up, we're still asking questions on how do we go about finding these opportunities. So clearly someone has not done a good job of figuring out a process to make these opportunities visible to all of us. But I also get excited because if one were to adopt a process or make something in their life that becomes a discipline around hunting opportunities, then they can literally sit on the biggest gold mine in their entire life. Because here's the one thing. Great opportunities do not come with the subject line, great opportunity. They just come. It's only later that you realize that it was an awesome opportunity. And the process then is to have opportunities get created in your life, clinically, as if it's happening every single day, every single week, every single month. And you are reacting to them in a way that, okay, this sounds great. Nah, this doesn't sound great. This sounds great. Nah, this doesn't sound great. As against, an opportunity comes your way and you grab it because you don't know when the next one is going to come. Because you don't know whether you can replicate that opportunity happening in your life ever again. And that's the tragedy most of us fall in. We hold on to what we have because we don't know how to get it again. And that is always limiting. It's suffocating. It constrains you. So here are three ways that I wanted to talk about, especially if you're in your 20s, but definitely applicable in any walk of life, in any age, that I have personally used to create endless opportunities and I know work and thus will work for anybody who's listening in. Number one, I'm a firm believer in this and I've spoken about this actively. Send cold emails. Send cold emails. Send emails to people who do not know you, but you know them. Just pitching yourself and offering yourself as someone that can get a seat at the table. Send cold emails to find internships. Send cold emails to even find jobs. Send cold emails to freelance. Send cold emails to even make friends or reach out to people who you just want to seek out as advisors or mentors. After the first six people who joined Varikru, which is the team that helps me run my entire content engine, we're now 15 of us. Every single one after those six has come in through a cold email because they wrote an email and just offered themselves, hey, I am a video editor and I love your work, but here is something that I would love to do for you as well. Awesome. I love that. What are the components of a cold email? It starts with a great subject line because that's going to determine whether it gets opened in the first place or not. It starts with a great salutation. So you don't want to be saying, hey, or the worst thing is, dear sir slash ma'am, you want to make it personal. Hey, Ankur. Hi, Ankur. If you want to be respectful and you think you can't be this informal, then dear Mr. Variku or hi, Mr. Variku, whatever the case may be, start with a great salutation. State 
the objective of the email right up front. Don't hesitate. Don't hesitate. State the objective of the email right up front. I'm writing this email to seek an internship opportunity in your team in the role of a video editor. And I hope that you have space for one right now or you're looking for one right now. That is the direct way to start because here's what you're doing. You're helping them decide whether this makes sense or not. If you make it easy for them to say yes or no, you are going to get more yes and no's, which is the objective of a cold email. The objective of a cold email is not to get a yes, it's to equally get a no because then you know that you have to focus on the ones that are the yeses. Then you go very quickly into the context. What is it that you're looking for? Why are you the best one to offer that? And then you end with an action. Not, oh, see what you can do about it. Let me know if it works. You act upon it. If it's a meeting you want, you propose some dates and you leave it to them whether it works for them or they want to propose something. If it's a job application that you're writing in, then say, uh, let me know if reaching out next week and checking on the status would be the right thing to do. Ask for permission, but also offer something that you want to act on your side because that then allows them to respond. The worst thing of a cold email is you write an email in such a way that they can't respond. That's the first one, sending cold emails. I cannot even begin to tell you how much my life has changed because of sending cold emails. And I have, I think, the dubious distinction of sending cold emails to virtually everyone that you would know of, from the biggest people, the richest people, anyone. I, of course, didn't hear from most of them, but the ones that I heard from, man, it worked and worked like nothing else. Second, engage with people's content. Engage with people's content. A lot of people are creating very high quality content and you would be a fool to just be consuming it and not engaging with it, especially if you want something that they can do for you. If you want to work with someone or you want someone to become your mentor or you want someone, you just want to spend time with them for whatever reason, just ask them a few questions, engage with their content and do that in a disciplined fashion and do that in a meaningful fashion. So the engagement cannot be, oh, I love you, Ankur. That's not engagement. That's just a reaction. Engagement is... They write something and you have something meaningful to add to it, meaningful to contribute to, maybe meaningful feedback to share. And I kid you not, irrespective of how big that creator is, and most of them will not be big, but if I were to take just my thing, I'm running channels which are running into millions, I know the names of people who consistently engage with my content. I don't know of them, I don't know who they are, but I know what their username is. I know what their DP looks like. So if they tomorrow were to reach out to me with a DM or an email, I would instantly recognize them because they have done the hard work of engaging with my content in a consistent fashion. It unlocks so many opportunities that I cannot even begin to tell you. Just respond, react, engage in a manner that is meaningful. And number three, create or become a part of online communities. Create an online community for any purpose that you want to serve. It could be an online community for singers to get together. It could be an online community for painters to get together. It could be an online community for digital marketers to get together or join an existing community because that's where you get to hang around with like-minded people, connect with people who have the same ideologies, the same aspirations, the same way of thinking, and you're learning from them in the middle of all of that. That is what you want to do. You want to go become a part of an online community or start one and then go hunting for people in that community who you know you can learn from. 
If you do these three things, send cold emails in a disciplined fashion, and disciplined means you almost set a habit to send out a cold email once every week. Once every week to anyone. It could be just acknowledging their work. You don't want anything from them. It could be asking for something. It could be offering something, whatever the case is. You spend every single day, 10, 15 minutes engaging with the content of people that you adore, that you are inspired by, that you are motivated by, that you would want to become. And you spend another 10, 15 minutes or perhaps even more being part of a community that's online where you are around like-minded people who are helping you grow. My friend, if you were to do these three things, I guarantee you on paper, you would be sitting on opportunities that you would not even imagine for yourself. It will just emerge like magic. It will happen to you in a shape and form that you will blow your mind up. Just thinking about, oh my God, is this happening for real? But it will be real because you would have set yourself in a flywheel that works. In a world with endless opportunities, if you have a way of creating those opportunities and making them come your way periodically in a consistent fashion, you are sitting on a gold mine and you will never, ever have to work for an opportunity ever in your life again. All the best. Thank you for listening to this episode of Voice with Variku. To be notified of upcoming episodes, be sure to subscribe and follow the show on this app right now. Also, don't forget to rate and review the show because that just feels nice. Thank you.